Hello there. Welcome to uh, Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. My name is Adam. And my name is Matt. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Kenobi. Hello there. Yeah, we're going to give a little, a little deep dive of our hot takes, our overview and initial thoughts of the series, as well as some closing arguments and ending thoughts on that before we dive into our wreck of the week. Sounds good. Um, but first, we want uh, before we get into Kenobi, uh, we want to uh, thank you guys for listening to episode number two. This is when we're going to start getting into our more traditional format. You know, we'll still have some one-off episodes. Maybe one day we'll, we'll be good enough to have some interviews. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it may not be <laughs> may not be someone very famous, but maybe slightly famous. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he was an extra. We don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll have some one offs, you know, some deep dives into into pop culture and and other seg and other features out there and other other hot topics of the day, you know. Yeah. Um, but this will be kind of more of a traditional uh, episode for us. So before we get into it, I want to uh, have everyone, if you can. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're at Geek Drink Pod. So, before we get started, since we are the the Geeks Who Drink podcast, let's talk about our drink tonight. Tonight, we are going to have a little sip of some Michigan cherry flavored whiskey from Leopold Brothers. Yes. It's a... Um, I've had it before. Uh, it, it's a kind of syrupy whiskey, but it goes good with a, with a good Coke, so... Yeah, that's Cheers. delicious. Cheers. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, all right. So we're talking about Kenobi. We're talking about Kenobi tonight, people. Kenobi. Um, so you know, I I think I'll start this one off, Adam. With, Might as well. With you know, just some initial thoughts. I, we're not going to dive into our hot topic yet because we might need a little bit of extra time to talk about that one since I, we have some interesting thoughts on that. Not all good, not all bad. Um, but you know, I want to start off with. It was a good series. I I did yeah, enjoy I, Kenobi. I, I completely agree. It was it was decent and fun and interesting. Yeah, you know, it was. I think the concept was a good concept. Um, you know, we didn't get some rollicking Jedi adventure where Obi Wan Kenobi, spoiler alert, does not go find Yoda, which I am happy about because. You almost we, think he should have. But. You should have, but at the same time, you know, I like the idea that Yoda's just chilling out on, on Dagobah. Yeah, and it fits better with the narrative, it I does. think, of the overall, like, original trilogy. You know, I think it was um, well-written. I think it was great to see Ian McGregor back in the role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, they've been talking about it for ten years, I think, since, since Disney bought... The rights to Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, I really wish it would have been... I'm glad... It, in, in some ways, I'm glad it's not a movie. Because then I got six hours of it versus one movie. True. Um, but... And I think I think casting-wise, we had some great casting. Very oh, strong yeah. choices. Um, I... In a few very small instances, would have changed a few character casting. Personal preference. But it, it's no knock on the actors. I think they all did a great job. Um, and I think, you know, it gave us, as a fan, it, it was very much a fan service show. Yes, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's something that, in essence, we didn't necessarily need, but we wanted. 
if that makes sense. It, it, it does, and that's actually one of my notes it, for, for later on in one of our other segments is it was something we wanted, but did we need it? Um, and I can say the same for some of the Star Wars projects like the Solo movie. Did we need it? No. No. Did I want it? <laughs> no. I mean, I did, <laughs> but better. <laughs> but that's go. a topic for another that, day. That, that works for me. <laughs> um, you know, and I think my, my biggest takeaway from it was I liked the seeing, seeing Obi-Wan go from a hermit on... Tatooine, and I think that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, um, you know, it it was great because it gave us a little bit of a journey for, for him post-episode 3, heading into episode 4. We weren't quite there like we were for, like, Rogue One. We weren't butting up against a movie. Um, but it was great to see kind of how I like to refer to it as Original series Jedi versus prequel Jedi, who can do all the cool shit, and then you know all the, the original series where it's very stiff. Okay. Um, you saw him kind of disconnected the Force, and it was very stiff kind of fighting we'd see in the in the episode four, five, and six. Yeah, and then he gets pissed off and goes, for lack of a better term, ape shit on Vader with the Force, yeah. and I loved it. Well, I guess so. Would you would you say? Obi-Wan is a better Jedi, or, like, a stronger Jedi, or, like, stronger with the Force than Vader. Because it almost seems like he kind of, like, maybe, like, raw talent, no. But, like... Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think Understanding I'm... is better. Yeah, I, I, I actually agree with that. Um, I, you know... I've watched all the Clone Wars and, and, and Resistance and Rebels. I know you're starting to watch Rebels and kind of get caught up yes. on everything. Um, and I think Clone Wars, as much as the first season is kind of painful to watch because the animation style, um, it's very much more refined as we get into later seasons. But for, for both Anakin and Obi-Wan, it really builds their characters. So when you hit episode three, it makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But it also shows, I think, yes, Anakin, from a raw talent point of view is a better force user from a more refined traditional jedi who is more in tune with the force i think obi-wan is a better jedi okay yeah i mean i i I always thought like for me obi-wan was always one of my favorite characters and so um i never really got into the whole anakin skywalker as a hero aspect of shows if you will and i Um, i agree i think I think that was the downfall, and we'll get into this in other episodes, the oh, downfall of the prequels, trying to make Anakin this guy that you feel for as his fall to the dark side. Because um, we all know he's going to become Vader at some point. It's just a matter of when. Um, so I think that was kind of the downfall of the prequels. It And 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 I will say this for later on in this episode, a little bit of a downfall for this series, too, is knowing what's happening later. True. But I think it really gave us a little bit more of a bridge between Ian McGregor, Episode 3, and Alec Guinness, Episode 4. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, first off, perfect casting, right? Like, back then, it's like you couldn't have picked anyone better to play Obi-Wan Kenobi 
And um, so I, I just, I'm happy to see that. And also, like, them being, like, one of my favorite characters is, or, like, having Obi-Wan be a favorite character of mine is is huge. And um, seeing kind of how he does stuff. And, like, I mean, I know this gets into um, a little bit of kind of a deeper conversation, mm-hmm. but I, like, to be honest, I felt like Ewan McGregor had more emotional content, like, more to do in this show than they gave him in three movies. So, like, he was, he well, had just so much more character development. You know why that is. Why is that? Because George Lucas didn't write it. Uh, that's, yeah. That, that, that <laughs> math checks out. <laughs> thank, you, thank you, George, for creating Star Wars. But yes, please. Uh, please never write Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love you, George, but there's we gotta. There's a point where we need to say, hey, <laughs> George, other people are doing a pretty damn good job of... George, your writing is like sand. It's coarse, and it gets everywhere. And I don't like it. But you... You are not Sandy, and that is why I love you. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I just I love the fact that I I think, and I mean, a whole other episode. I'm like I pretty much rewrote um, the plots of episodes one, two, and three to try and fix things because I wasn't a. I, I'll admit I'm I'm not a huge fan of the prequel trilogy. Not a fan of the sequel trilogy. I'm a fan of the original trilogy, but like we can get into this in another episode. But um, I mean, as like yeah, like I said, like it's uh, I just felt like they gave him more character development, more to do, more stuff. You know, I agree. I think the emotional range that Ian McGregor portrays as Obi Wan, yeah, especially the first couple episodes because he is the reluctant hero in the in the series mm-hmm. he does not want to go and find his lightsaber in the middle of the desert again he doesn't want to go and save princess leia nope he wants to go cut up his dragon meat smuggle some to his camel thingy which fun fact the they actually had a camel on set and they just would um CG it out for the actual animal he rode oh, in the series, and at the end of the series, Ian uh, McGregor actually adopted the camel. Aww, that's adorable. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a real camel, and Ian McGregor now owns the camel he rode in Kenobi. Mm. Um, just a little tidbit, and you know, I and, and, and you know, a little segue here. We're recording this episode because um, about the time, about a week before this, uh, as this episode airs, because we'll be doing this on Tuesdays. This episode. Um, will air kind of in conjunction with the behind-the-scenes uh, series for Kenobi. That is true. So I'm sure we'll have some addendums later on, like, oh, my God, I didn't know that they did this. Yeah, maybe maybe new information. We we just were like, oh, hey, who, know, who knew who about knew? that? Or behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I thought that be this would be an interesting episode to kind of go along with it. Yes. So, um, you know, now that we've kind of talked a little bit about our... our our initial thoughts of Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Adam, what is your, what's a couple of your hot takes that might get people to disagree with you, might get people to agree with you, okay. and might make me walk away from you? Well, let's, um, first off, love the fight scenes. Like, yes. I, I, I will say, like, fight scenes were epic and 
delightful. Um, the one thing that I have actually talked with some of my friends about, and I, I actually would love your opinion on it, um, a lot of people were talking kind of some weird stuff about the racial diversity. Uh, okay. Mostly like Moses Ingram, uh, who plays the third sister um, in the show. And I, I'm like, as uh, my thing is as a, a white cis male I'm I never noticed it as a problem for the show I thought they were just getting good people to play the role yeah and so and, and like Matt as just as like what are your thoughts on that because I'm, I'm just like I didn't I had zero issue with a sort of diverse cast even Kimal uh, Nanjiani yeah. in it like I'm I never had an issue with you know any sort of I I agree with you I don't I in <clears throat> for those of you who don't know me I am of Mexican descent and and you know I've been my family's been in the US for longer than it's been in the US um with that being said I I did I've never seen her casting or or anything anything in sci-fi or 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 nerd culture yeah. as a con to someone of color or a different gender being cast in a traditional role that was not that way. Exactly. Um, I think that her casting was done very well. I think where the disservice was, not only from the fan base, you know, oh, how dare you have a black woman play a strong, powerful lead character. Um, kind of like the same hate you saw from um, the guy who played Finn. Um Oh yeah, like in uh, the sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I apologize, I can't think of his name right now. The backlash that we had a black stormtrooper. Yeah. How do you know none of the stormtroopers in the original series were black? They were under helmets, people. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but you know, well, and I also, think like all the clone troopers were technically of New Zealand <laughs> descent. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I just like <clears throat> to me, it's like I watch these shows like The Witcher. Game of Thrones, I watch The Mandalorian, I watch Kenobi, and I see, like, a diverse cast, and it doesn't, it doesn't phase me at all, but apparently it's something that is a, something we need to, there, that I guess, to because be, apparently they think a galaxy far, far away is white. Yeah. That, that, that there would be no various skin colors amongst all the aliens out there too I mean, unless they're Orlando <laughs> unless Orlando I mean but I mean look I mean and we're going off subject here look at the backlash that Tim Russ he played Tuvok in Voyager got because True. he was a black Vulcan yeah it it made like it didn't again it was just sort of like okay I just I sat down and just I'm like I accept it yeah I, I, you know, it's not my, a problem. My only, my only qualm, I think, about her in that role isn't so much her in that role; it's how they wrote the role for her. Um, I think because you don't realize until the end of the series that she was the little girl Jedi from the beginning of the series of the Youngling. Mm -hmm. That you and and if you can't, if you didn't put two and two together, then you're kind of like. Why should I care about this character? Sure. Why, you know, but once you learn that she was a youngling and she was in that very first scene mm -hmm. um, where the clone troopers are coming in and slaughtering the Jedi and the younglings before Anakin goes all child killer on us. Um, <laughs> Euthanasia! <laughs> 
With a Y. Why? <laughs> um, but, you know, I think they could have done that, tied that in in the first episode more, because it would have given her character that depth you needed at the beginning to understand why she is so bitter and why she's so obsessed with finding Kenobi. True. Because the, it plays off as a power grab for the first four episodes, and then exactly, you learn, yeah. oh, she was that girl from the very first scene. Yeah. And oh. You, you, you give her depth. But but then depth. again, I had it made me watch it twice, and now you know I, I to be honest, Adam, I watched most of the series again today just in yeah. anticipation of this, and now knowing that in that first scene she's that little girl, and then seeing her later on stab the Inquisitor and go through all the steps she goes on, it makes sense. But in the first watching, it didn't make sense. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree. Um, I just think that uh, again, like the original concept of just like oh hey she's a delightful actor and she does a amazing job playing this character and so mm. i was like oh holy crap this is <laughs> this is amazing i do wish yeah they may have they should have written her a little better um and we could have gotten something a little bit more flushed out yeah um the next thing and I guess we can talk about this, is the Leia story. Okay, thank you. Because I wrote that down on my notes. <laughs> I have it on my notes, too. I <laughs> hated the story. I love the little girl who played Leia. Oh, uh, as, she was as, delightful. As a father to a young daughter, I anticipate my daughter being that kind of sassy person, and I embrace it. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> yes, it, it, it's going to happen. But, and, and I wrote this down, too, and this is my big hot take. Why Luke and Leia? There is no real danger in this series. Because we know that Leia is going to get sucked out of her ship by her son shooting her ship. And then using her little force thing to come through space. And that's another topic for another time. That pisses me off. Um, we know she's not going to die until episode 9 in archive footage. We know that Luke is going to become a force ghost and... and and help Rey become a Jedi. So where's the danger? I, I agree. There, that sort of lack of there's a lack of danger. Um, there's a and so, if from a writing standpoint, you would be like, oh hey, this is like we already know where this is going. But at the same time, I really liked the. The interaction between Obi Wan and Leia, I thought that was kind yeah. of that was kind of adorable, like almost like being kind of like a father figure to her, um, and it made sense because he was there when she was born. True, and he was best friends to the parents. Yeah, and even like there's a line in there. It's just like, "Are you my real father?" And he's like, "No," but kind of wish I was. And it's like. That's a, that's a cute moment for for him as a like if you look at it from a character development standpoint. Um, I mean, again, I will put my foot down. I'm like, at least this gives him something to get out of like retirement, like in terms <laughs> of like getting out of like his like doing something for yeah. the show. Because it's like if he was just sitting around on Tatooine, like. Cutting up a space whale and feeding his camel. And not like, taking a shower, according to the Jawas. Apparently, that is that is a thing. <laughs> but, um, 
But if you had, like, that as just the basis of the story, it's like, okay, that's not an interesting story. No, you need to get him but, out <clears throat> and get him... Couldn't you get him out, though, with a character we've never met who has no ties to the rest of the series, who we don't know if he they live or die and if he's successful or not? But at the same time, I mean, you got to think of this as a Disney product. At, and yeah. this is where... I come in where I'm like uh, I I'm, I guess I'm a bit cynical. Is um, it's like you're not gonna have a great story if it doesn't tie in with everything else. And, and true, and I appreciate that. I mean, and we'll be honest, it, it was a little bit of a merchandise grab because the day after the first episode dropped, you could buy Leia's little droid at Disney. Yeah. Which was cute. Like, I mean, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. It's like, it's a cute It looked like ride. Mickey Mouse, Adam. Yeah, it's the same thing as, like, uh, the BB-8 or BB-1. It had ears. Yeah. It had ears. Yeah. It's a Mickey Mouse robot. <laughs> it's like... That turns evil. Tries to kill you later. <laughs> yeah. Thank but you, they're Mickey. All, they're all supposed to be, like, cute and empathetic is kind of the thing. Like, we always felt something for R2-D2. We feel something for BB-8. We feel something for BD-1 in the Jedi Fallen Order thing. And we feel something for, what was it, Lola? Lola? Yeah. Okay, so, and and, you're, and we talked about this a second ago. You're, you're watching Rebels. Mm-hmm. Do you feel something for Chopper? <laughs> Chopper's a weirdo. <laughs> Chopper is awesome. Chopper is <laughs> a droid that everyone should have. <laughs> he's, he's aggressive. Like, it reminds me, I played a uh, long time ago, the Knights of the Old Republic... Um, games, uh, HK forty seven. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I need. Uh, I want to go back and play because they are on Switch he now. He would always call like humans like meat bags, and like he was like an assassination droid, and it it just was funny. And so Chopper reminds me of that. Oh. But um, I don't know. I just like for me, it's like okay. It's like if if I look at it from a story perspective, like. Leia is giving him, giving Obi-Wan the the excuse to get out of the house almost. You know, it's like I, giving him, giving him a reason to do something. Fair enough. And I, you know, it. I think we could have done that with a different character. And that's just my, my opinion okay. on that. Um, I mean, I did like Leia. I liked yeah. the actress. I think the story was well written yeah. for what it was. From a fan service point of view, it was great and well done. If Disney wants to tie everything up to a little bow, it'd been nice to have seen Leia reference him at some point yeah. in the other trilogies. I get that George Lucas made this without any of this in mind, mm-hmm. so I understand that it doesn't tie neatly in a bow. Yeah. So, what do you think about the Luke? Okay, part? that was just that pissed me off. Okay. Um, <laughs> because we know, like I said, with the Leia story, there's no real danger. You know his aunt and uncle are going to be fine. Yeah. You know Luke, well, until they're turned to bones when the stormtroopers burn them up. Rest in peace. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. And Peru. And Peru and Owen. Owen. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to them. <laughs> but, you know, you you never had that real sense of danger. Mm-hmm. Nothing ha- bad's going to happen to Luke. He's going to He bonked his head. Guess what? As of now, he still has two hands. Yep, that's, that is true. But, so, I mean, for, for me, and that's my my opinion on a lot of prequel anything. Doesn't matter if Star Wars, Star Trek, anything that's prequel, and we already know the fate of our characters, 
I watch it for the story value because it furthers the story. I yeah. watch it for the entertainment value because I'm a sucker for a good TV show. Mm-hmm. But from a real danger the characters could have, there isn't any. Yeah, there's no... I guess the danger, like, is the drama. The yeah, drama. the drama. The heightened if drama. If you will. Like, and I... There isn't anything. I... I found it more interesting the Amperu and Uncle Owen storyline, and that, that was, was good. more interesting than Luke's. And I would have been more like I would have been completely happy if it was just Obi Wan like seeing them, uh, like seeing him through the binoculars yeah. every now and again, and then having his uh, interaction at the end of the. Hello there. We waited six episodes for that. I've been practicing all week. Um, <laughs> um, hope it's good. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I, I think that was cool in the fact that he got to meet Luke and, and you know he gets to see Qui Gon at the end because he's finally kind of a little bit more at peace with with the road that Anakin just, took. Just keep the black people away from Qui Gon. Is that a deep cut now? That is a deep cut, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm sorry, Liam Neeson. You you, you went on a weird racist rant, and I'm going to bring it up. At least it wasn't Alec Baldwin weird rant. Yeah, true. Because those are the weird ones. Um, but going back to what we were, we we're talking about there, you know, I, 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 from a fan service point of view, I think it was great. I think from a... And like you said, it's manufactured drama. Yeah. You know, for me, the drama wasn't so much like, how is this going to tie up? For me, the drama is, when are we going to see Luke and Vader have, or not Luke and Vader, I'm sorry, Obi-Wan and Vader have that epic brawl where you're Because the first brawl was great because we see Obi-Wan as a weakened and disheveled former Jedi Correct. who has no more ties to the Force because he's or has a weakened like I would say not even I think he's yeah, cut I himself mean, off from the Force he only was able to barely pull Leia up yeah like when she fell but you know and by episode 6 it's episode 6 they should have titled How Obi-Wan Got His Mojo Back <laughs> I've Lost My Mojo <laughs> wait, wait 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 I got a better one How Obi-Wan Got His Groove Back mm. <laughs> yes. anyway he, I mean, he did. He got his groove back, and he yeah. and he effed up Vader, and he and he saw Anakin's real face, which was cool. But you haven't got, have you got to that point in Rebels where you see Vader again? Uh, yes, I have. Have you seen him in Ahsoka? No. Okay, then we're not going to talk about that because I, I don't want to spoil anything for Adam. But but I know like so I I know Ahsoka is his. Padawan, mm-hmm. which never made sense to me because he's not a Jedi Master at that point. Obi Wan wasn't a Master when he taught uh, Anakin. Uh, well, you, thought, so if you if you I then, thought he got promoted to Knight when he killed Darth Maul, yeah. or technically killed Darth. And he Maul. does make you really one of the quote steps, unquote. <laughs> and this is according to Legends. I'm not sure how it is in canons, but in Legends. You didn't become a master until you successfully... One of the steps is you had to successfully train a Padawan apprentice tonight. Okay. So, anyway. Anyway. And, like, and, I, and I, I just... It makes my, no sense to you. My biggest problem, I guess, with the whole Anakin arc is they try to portray him as this hero character. But he really doesn't do anything super heroic... And they keep saying, like, 
Oh, he was such a hero. He was the best starfighter in the galaxy. He was this, this, this. He he has powers like this. But he never did anything that was like, oh my god, this man's how, noble. How can, so how can you call Anakin the best starfighter in the galaxy if you've never seen me play Rogue Squadron on GameCube? I played Rogue Squadron. I know. I'm the best gal- <laughs> starfighter in the galaxy. <laughs> Screw you, Anakin. <laughs> I'll fly an X-Wing and take you out. No, but my thing is, it's just like, it's my problem with the narrative, and like I said, we'll get into this in another episode, but is, like, they try keep trying to portray Anakin as this hero, and he's so noble, and but in a lot of it, he just doesn't do anything that's noble True. or anything like that. So that was my thing I, I had a problem with. Oh, did you also notice Flea? Okay, that was awesome. <laughs> Flea was a bounty hunter. <laughs> so first off, um, to you folks that may not know, Flea is uh, in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He is the bald, drugged out bassist. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying drugged out is a bad thing. No. Because it it's flea. It looks like That's the best way to describe yeah, it. It looks like his teeth are rotten out, and he's. But it might not be happening. We don't know. But I like when I first watched it. I was like, "Is that flea? Oh, that is flea." So I'll throw one at you, Adam. Okay. Second episode in a row we've mentioned him. Zach Braff. What role did he play? He played the little truck driver guy that turned Obi-Wan into the stormtrooper to the checkpoint. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's Zach Braff. Okay, well, I love, <laughs> I love the fact that they're putting celebrities in, in Star Wars. I mean, it's great. Um, Except for screw you, Jason Sudeikis. You should never hit Grogu. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Shame why? on you. Shame on you, sir. Why? Why? <laughs> but, I mean... Why? It was, I mean, and then you have the guy from the Fast and the Furious who played Han. It was one of the Inquisitors. Oh yeah, he he was he was excellent in that as well. Like, and and so and and so well. And my last hot hot take on this before we move on to the next segment is the Grand Inquisitor. So you've obviously got to the point, Rebels, where he's died. Yes, I really wish they would have used the same actor, the same physical actor. That's fine. But Jason Isaacs, his he voice, had the voice, yeah, it, that would have been perfect. I mean, yeah, granted, I'm not going to knock the actor who did it because he he did a good job. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen Rebels and you've only seen Kenobi, then you know, cool. You had no, you didn't have a different frame of reference. Um, and that's I. That's kind of a hard thing sometimes when you have an animation character go to live screen. True. Except for when you did Forrest Whitaker to Rogue One because he voiced in the light in the animation. Well, I also thought that Rosario Dawson was pretty good as Ahsoka in Oh yeah, in uh, Mandalorian. Well, I mean Ashley Com- X- completely yeah. other yeah, and, and but... I mean, but let's be honest, Ashley Eckstein, who voices Ahsoka in all the series, mm-hmm. I don't think she looked the role, but that's just a different topic for a different day. Yeah, well, you're a voice actor. I mean, yeah, it's you don't have. So to... is Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill doesn't. Mark Hamill doesn't look like the Joker, but is he my favorite Joker? Of course he is. Yes. Um, but, no, it's like, I think voice actors are, like, you can, you can look different. Like, Troy Baker didn't doesn't look like Joel from Last of True. Us. True. Or True. Joker, or 
the 99 million other things he's played. Him and John, Joe DiMaggio. No, John DiMaggio. Sorry. John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio's dead and he, he plays the Yankees. He does not Yankees. look like Bender. Bender. <laughs> but Bender is awesome. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that was a, kind of a hot take that you're bringing animation characters over. And if you... A lot of people are casual fans and haven't seen all the animated series. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine. You don't need to. I think it helps the backstory a little bit on who the Inquisitors really are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know... Spoiler alert, you have um, Freddie Prince Jr. in Rebels, it's Kanan, and his wife and former co-star um, from S- Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar is a bad guy in that series as an Inquisitor, mm-hmm. um, but it, we're getting off topic there. I, I think that was the hard part, and a lot of fans who are hardcore fans, and people who watch all the stuff like I have, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan, where I complained and went on the message boards and read it, because... I don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> Who does? Apparently a bunch of people. <laughs> and if you have time for that and you keep listening to our podcast, good on you. Um, but I, I think that's the hard part for, for an actor stepping into that role that's been made by an animated voice actor. True. Yeah, I, I mean, in, in the same way that I think uh, it was hard for like Tom Holland to play the role of Nathan Drake or, or like in anything is kind of We'll hard. talk about that movie later because I have a hot take on that one too. Oh, okay. Well, um, <laughs> but it's like anything there where you have to, like you've had an established sort of l- like look and feel yeah. of a character is kind of difficult. Um, so yeah, that I, I, I agree. Um, but uh, I mean, I definitely liked, uh, like, I liked the casting. I liked the characters. They were all decent. So, what, I mean, it was all, for me, it all worked. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, Adam, I think that brings us to our third segment here, our closing arguments and our thoughts about the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I went, I went, I, went, I started hot takes. So why don't you give me your, your closing thoughts on so, Kenobi? I guess, like, a big thing is, like, Okay, like we talk about fan service. Did we need Kenobi? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Like from an entertainment point of view, I needed it. Yeah, and also like I I like the characters. Um was my big thing. Um things were more like they again, they gave Ewan McGregor a much more intimate and much more emotional role than I think he got from three full films. I agree, but I mean, let's also talk about the fact that those three films were not Obi-Wan's story. Yeah. But he was a big part of the story, but it wasn't his story. Yeah, so that, that is true, and I mean I I kind of like, and it's the same thing with these Marvel films where I kind of like these smaller more intimate Stories and it's the same thing with the Mandalorian as well. It's like it's a smaller story in a bigger galaxy. Agreed. And it's like Ant Man is a smaller story in the MCU. Literally. And <laughs> get the Seth Rogen laugh in there. <laughs> but um, I I kind of like these these sort of smaller stories. I feel like they they tell more. Than these big, like, world, universe, whatever, ending MacGuffin stories where there's, like, a Death Star or this. It's, like, it's... Every season of Star Trek Discovery right now. Yeah, pretty much. But it's, uh... I like the idea of 
something that is more personal. Yeah. If you will. I agree. I mean, and that's kind of how I feel. And we'll talk about that later on in, in, in our discussions and, and deep dives into other series. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt that way about Boba Fett. You know, yeah. did I need it? No. Did I want it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Was it what I wanted? 50-50. Um, but, you know, I think from from my take in the series is, yeah, I, I from a fan service point of view, it did everything I wanted to do. Did Vader come back and fight uh, Obi-Wan? Twice. Check, check. Did Obi-Wan regain his connection to Force and kind of make that that journey towards where we see him in episode four? Grow and develop. <laughs> <laughs> Gray and Hermit. Mm-hmm. Check. Did we see Obi-Wan get uh, take a shower? No. So I'm assuming he's still stinky. I mean, is that an X? Like, did, did you want to see Obi-Wan take a shower? Is I that- mean... I mean, I mean, I, I am a, I am a cis male. I am happily married with a child. But you can be, you can. You can I, I mean, I like, I like seeing Thor naked and Thor, God and Thunder, yeah, Love I and mean, Thunder. Okay. I, I mean, I would not be a power bottom because you know he'd kill me. Um, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting off topic again. But you know, I think from a fan service point of view, yes, I, I needed this series. I okay. wanted this series. From a storytelling point of view, I needed it. Mm-hmm. From a world building, furthering the Star Wars saga and legacy, no. It okay. was unnecessary, much like Solo. Much like Rogue One. Although Rogue One was really good. It was, um, it, it was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, but I, I just I don't see, besides the fact that fans wanted it, it was a cash grab for Disney, what made the series further Star Wars legacy. That is, that I think is uh, ultimately the bigger question is what what furthers Star Wars legacy? And that might, that could even be a whole other topic to talk about later, but... Yeah, and I think the only thing I could say shortly, real quick, just off, off the cusp about that, what would further Star Wars legacy? A new story new characters referencing our old beloved characters in this grand universe but i don't need to see whatever next movie comes out that furthers our story intersect with our characters or our plots from the original nine movies yeah i don't need another skywalker or palpatine or solo i don't i don't need them as characters i i would prefer a more unique and I think that's what, and you know, we'll talk about this too. This is what makes Mandalorian such a great series. We reference events from Return of the Jedi in the first six movies because at that point in history, it's happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yes, we see Luke. Spoiler alert! In the last episode, of the last season that just that came out a year ago. Um, but it's furthering the Star Wars legacy because we have new characters, some characters from other adventures in in the animated part of the universe. But we're not going, hey, what's Din Djarin going to go do? Is he going to go hang out with Han Solo on Tatooine today? Yeah, I, I always found it weird that the Skywalkers were always, like, the most important thing in the galaxy. Yeah, and, like, give me a story set a 300 years before Episode One because there is no Skywalkers. Yeah, you could. There's a Yoda. I will accept that and give me some more Yoda. I'm fine with that. Like a Knights of the Old Republic 
type thing. Like, yeah. I mean, Give. I always loved those. Like, like, it was all the lore and none of the, uh, none of the baggage, if you will. Yeah. But, I mean, that's my, my piece on, on Kenobi, okay. and I think... Thank well, you for making it. Thank you for entertaining me with it. I yeah. we watch it because it is good. But I won't. I won't put it on it sh- on my shoulders. Raise it up high as this crowning achievement for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and I I, I liked it. Um, I enjoyed Ewan McGregor's performance oh, in it. I think he did a good job. Thanks, you. <laughs> Thank you, Pip. <laughs> Puppy is growling. We're not farting, I promise. Um, but uh, we, uh, but yeah, no, I I appreciate it being made, and I appreciate seeing a little bit more of one of my favorite characters. But yeah, I mean, it could have taken it or leaving it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we made it. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that we had a chance to discuss it today. Yeah. So I mean. One of the things, um, before we kind of close out, um, unfortunately, um, our good friend Chad uh, could not be here today um, to record this episode. And uh, wh- why wasn't he here again? Um, let, me, let me look at my phone. He texted me like an hour before recording time. Um, so apparently Chad is not able to make the podcast today because he is milking manatees. Wow. I mean, in South Florida, I, that's impressive. I mean, money, <laughs> manatee milk goes for a lot in South Florida. Don't ask me how I know that. But, I mean, good for him. Wait, is he milking manatees to make blue milk for Luke? Spoiler alert, you're here to hear first, folks. But my second question is, if he's milking manatees, is it even touching a manatee illegal? couldn't say due to a lawsuit that I, I am experiencing right oh, now. Oh, so. I think we're still under that that um that that the ability for Adam to be charged with a serious federal crime here, people. Yeah. So um, as I tell my daughter, put your earmuffs on. We didn't talk about manatees. All Sounds right. good. All right. So moving on, Adam. Um, as we end every episode, we like to give our uh, what we geek of the week. So yes. what are you geeking on this week? Um, so I've been uh, geeking on uh, the video game Control. Um, oh, that's been out it, for a little bit. It has been, but it's it's excellent, and especially if you're kind of into like metaphysical stuff and psychology, and it gets really deep, and it's really hard to explain, but. It's a great game um, made by Remedy. Um, okay. They made uh, the original Max Payne. They made um, Alan Wake, Quantum Break. Um, they're an amazing studio. Um, and, yeah, they. I think they have another... It's another masterpiece on their hands. All right. Um, it's just a little heady, if you will, in terms of... Stuff and very creepy, but I loved it. All right. Um, and so my geek, what I geek this week, um, and I guess it's kind of something I geeked on for a couple of months now, and I just wrapped it up. Uh, me and my wife rewatched all of Scrubs. Oh. Minus the intern year because that doesn't count. No, we don't count that one. Um, and 
I will say from a does it hold up point of view, it still holds up because I'm still laughing hysterically at it. It's, and I've seen the whole series multiple times. It's still pretty funny. <laughs> Would it fly on today's TV? Mm. No. <laughs> No, not and I'm very sad. That's where we've gone in our society. That that would not fly on TV today because yeah, bro love between Donald Face and, and Zach Braff. Oh, and apparently they're like real. They are real best life best friends, friends, and it's it's just so cute. It is, <laughs> um, but that's what I geeked for the I guess for the past month and a half. But thank God it's 22 minute episodes, and so we were able to get through the first eight seasons because season nine does not count. Um, okay. And that was my geek of the week. So. Two episodes in a row. We've talked about Zach Braff here, folks. Yeah, it yes. might be a recurring well, we, theme we until we get through Garden State and he hasn't done anything else since then. Yeah, well, we may have to have him on the show at some point. Zach. Eagle! Call us. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that does it tonight for us um, on the... Have some drinks with a geek podcast. I want mm-hmm. to thank you all for listening today, wherever you may listen, whether it's driving in your car, having a cold beer in the shower, or mowing your lawn, as I listen to my podcast oftenly. There you go. Alright, but folks, don't forget to like us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Geek Drink Pod. Yep. Leave any comments you want. Um, we're gonna try and work on maybe getting some uh, video content. Yeah, we're gonna work on video content. You know, hopefully we'll get we'll get set up where we can actually um, do a live show recording a podcast on YouTube or Facebook Live. Um, and that will come in the future at some point. Um, we just make sure that I we've got to shave and look our best, Adam, because oh, I've got a face no. for radio. I, I also got a face for radio. Oh. All right. All right. This is awkward. So can so my last question then for any tech wizards out there, can I record a podcast using the Memoji face from my iPhone? Oh, could I be that that owl? Or the alien. Oh, okay. So, folks, don't 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 unfollow us for me saying this, but I made the most Chet Mexican memoji. Ooh, cowboy hat, brown <laughs> skin, bueno, with a glorious mustache with my sombrero. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, adios. Thanks adios. for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds good. Take it easy, folks. Thank you.